0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Stock Bros Podcast. My name is Tony, and today, please bear with me because it's allergy season and got a little bit of a scratchy throat, (laughs) so I'm going to do my best to get through it, and please remember to subscribe, leave a like, please leave a review. If you're using Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it's really easy. All you have to do is click on the stars, and um, also check out my links below for my investing course on Udemy as well as my link for Acorns. You can get started investing with Acorns as little as $5. And if you use my referral link, you get $5 when you start. And um, so let's get into it. Let's talk about Bitcoin ETFs versus Bitcoin. And in 2021, Bitcoin was the best performing asset. So it's no surprise, more and more people are adding it to their investment portfolios. In fact, Acorns, which I just talked about, just added a Bitcoin ETF to their portfolio. So if you do want to diversify your Acorns account, if you already have one, you can go ahead and add that to your portfolio. And right now it's about a 4% allocation. So that's pretty pretty good for me. So if you've been following my podcast, you probably have a pretty good or at least a basic understanding of what Bitcoin is. Bitcoin is just a digital currency that, unlike currencies such as the U.S. dollar and euro, it's not controlled by any government or central bank. So instead of regulation by a central bank or government, the currency lives on a database called a blockchain, which is continuously growing record of the history of the transactions of all of the people trading it or using it to buy and sell things with. And the blockchain is like a digital ledger or a notepad that stores every single transaction on the web. Transactions that happen on a blockchain cannot be reversed or duplicated. And you can actually see transactions pretty easily if you go to, I think it's blockchain.com, I'd have to look into that, but I believe it's blockchain.com and you can go and look at all the transaction records, but that's not going to do you any good unless you know all of the wallet address numbers for the, the people that you're trying to track. So it takes a little bit of research to figure it out. But anyways, that's a brief summary on Bitcoin and you can check out all my past episodes. I did a whole crypto mini series a couple months ago. I've done probably about a dozen or so episodes about cryptocurrencies, what they are, all the different ones, how much they're worth, how they're created, uh, what is Bitcoin. I've done a lot of different episodes, so check out those. So let's continue. Up until recently, the only way to have exposure to Bitcoin would be to actually buy it off a crypto exchange like Coinbase, which is the largest in the United States. Then you have Voyager, you have Binance, which I believe is the largest in the world, you have Robinhood and Weeble and a lot of different other ones. And because Bitcoin is not recognized as a security, it cannot be traded on a U.S. stock exchange like the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ. So essentially, these major brokerages like Fidelity... Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade, Vanguard, Merrill Lynch, they don't offer any cryptocurrencies. You can't buy cryptocurrencies through a major brokerage in the United States. It's all off of these third-party apps or these actual crypto exchanges. Now, because the SEC, which is the Securities and Exchange Commission, they do not recognize Bitcoin as a security. They recognize it as a property. So there have been many attempts by institutions and hedge funds to create a Bitcoin ETF over the last 10 years, but all other requests have been denied up until recently. So last year, the first ever Bitcoin ETF was granted approval by the SEC to be listed on all major stock exchanges in the United States. That Bitcoin ETF is called BITO or BITO. And I'm going to talk about the pros and the cons of a Bitcoin ETF as opposed to just buying Bitcoin. So let's talk about the cons. You don't actually own Bitcoin when you buy this ETF. This ETF is based on future contracts and not the actual spot price of Bitcoin. This means it's not a perfect match to Bitcoin prices, but it's really close. So as of April 14th, when I'm actually filming this, Bitcoin is down about 16% year to date. The Bitcoin ETF, B-I-T-O, is down about 15.4% year to date. So it's only about a half a percent difference. It's really, really close. The difference is pretty negligible. The other con is the expense ratio is about 0.95%, 0.95%. So this means that every $10,000 invested, you will pay a yearly fee of about $95. Or for every $1,000 invested, you'll pay about $9.50. So ETF fees are baked into the price, so you don't actually get a bill for this. It doesn't come out of your account or anything like that. All ETFs have some type of fee associated with them, and that's called the expense ratio. In comparison, my favorite ETF, which is VOO or VU, um, has an expense ratio of 0.03. So for every $10,000 invested with VOO, your yearly fee is only $3. Now, a 0.95% ratio is on the high side for an ETF. But if you think about it, when you buy or sell Bitcoin from a crypto exchange, You're paying a fee as well, and typically it's around 2% per buy and sell. So if you buy $100 worth of Bitcoin each week, you would pay $2 per buy-in fees, whether you realize it or not. And any crypto exchange that charges fees, that doesn't charge fees, they're actually baked into the price of Bitcoin. That's why Bitcoin prices are higher on some exchanges that don't have a direct fee. So it really depends on the frequency of purchases to determine if this would be an expensive investment for you. If you're someone that dollar cost averages into Bitcoin, then maybe this ETF would be more cost effective because if you're buying $50 to $100 a week of Bitcoin through, say, Coinbase or Voyager and you're paying a 2% fee per buy, that could add up over time pretty significantly and it could end up being the more than the cost of the Bitcoin ETF's expense ratio per year. So you have to kind of do the math on your last 12 months or six months and extrapolate that for 12 months to see if it makes more sense to own this ETF or Bitcoin outright. So those are some of the cons. It is a higher expense ratio compared to other ETFs, and it's not actually Bitcoin, you're tracking future contracts of Bitcoin. Essentially, they're seeing the movement in Bitcoin if it's up or down for that day, and it's tracking that. Now, let's talk about some of the pros. Like I said before, this this ETF, you do not actually own Bitcoin, just exposure to the price of Bitcoin. But what you do have is SEC regulations and protections that you may not have from a crypto exchange. Because it's on the stock exchange, it's far more regulated than it is on some crypto exchange. And you do have more rights and protections as an investor investing in the actual um, New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ than you will investing in some random crypto crypto exchange like Binance or Voyager and whatnot. So you can buy and sell this ETF like a stock, and there are no fees for each trade like you would have if you're buying Bitcoin directly. If you're buying and selling Bitcoin on something like Coinbase, you're going to pay a 2% fee every single transaction where you don't have that when you're buying and selling this ETF. But let's be honest, if you're going to invest in this ETF, you're not going to be buying and selling this. You're going to buy and hold it and probably dollar cost average in it for the long term. Um, and. The other thing is this Bitcoin ETF gives people the opportunity to add Bitcoin exposure to their retirement accounts, which you couldn't do before. And obviously you can't add Bitcoin directly to a retirement account. So this is the as close as you can get to being able to do that. If you're someone that wants to add this, a small percentage of Bitcoin exposure to you know a long-term account or a retirement account, this ETF may be the way to go because you can't actually do it with Bitcoin just yet, but we'll see what the future holds. So these are some of the pros and cons. It's really up to each individual to decide which way they wanna go. Uh, Like I said before, just a few weeks ago, I got a notification through my Acorns app that BITO could now be added as an option to the pre-built portfolios. And I decided to add that to my Acorns portfolio And in the particular one, the um, moderately aggressive portfolio have, they're allocating 4% of the portfolio to this Bitcoin ETF. So to me, that's an acceptable risk. It's a small enough amount that if Bitcoin completely fails in the future, it won't hurt me. But if it does actually hit a million dollars per coin, like some are predicting, then I'll benefit from that as well. I keep going back and forth on crypto and Bitcoin. I could honestly see cryptocurrency as being the biggest Ponzi scheme that's ever existed, or I could see it as being the greatest new technology and technology of the future. But my strategy overall is to stick with assets that produce passive income and that are tangible. I largely stick with dividend assets and gross stocks that have a track record and proven revenue I don't think crypto should be 50% of a portfolio personally, but I don't believe it's wise to have no exposure either. Uh, It has changed, you know, my take on it has changed, but right now I roughly have about 5% of my investment money in crypto. It could change in the future, but for right now, that's where I'm at. So anyways, I hope this was helpful. And uh, please, once again, please remember to subscribe and leave a five-star rating. It helped me out greatly. And thanks again. Appreciate the support.